Welcome to Housing News. I am Tracy Velt, Senior Director of Data and Content for HW Media, filling in for Clayton Collins. In today's masterclass, we're talking about how agents and lenders partner to win for their clients. I'd like to introduce Raquel Russell, Zillow's Vice President of Partner Strategy and Operations, and Jason Mitchell, founder of the real estate team brokerage, the Jason Mitchell Group. Raquel Russell joined Zillow in January 2015 to create and lead the company's first ever government relations, social impact, and community engagement function. In 2020, Raquel took on a new role at Zillow, where she once again was asked to build a new function, this time for the company's thriving premier agent business. As Vice President of Partner Success, she now leads an organization that is responsible for the strategies that build and maintain Zillow's nationwide partner network of high-performing agents that, in turn, deliver exceptional service to Zillow's customers. Prior to joining Zillow, Raquel led the White House Office of Urban Affairs and Economic Mobility, serving as a senior advisor to President Barack Obama, responsible for a broad portfolio including neighborhood revitalization, affordable housing, economic opportunity, nutrition policy, and women's health. And now on to Jason. Jason Mitchell is the founder of the Jason Mitchell team, and they are currently ranked number five by sales volume in the 2022 Real Trends the Thousand in the mega team category and number four by transaction sites. The newest rankings, the 2023 rankings, will be out on June 8th. With over $11 billion in sales, his team, the Jason Mitchell Group, has top-ranked agents located in 34 states and 110 sub-markets throughout the country. In 2022, JMG closed approximately $3.5 billion in sales. Specializing in business-to-business relationships, the Jason Mitchell Group is a preferred real estate referral partner for a variety of national lenders and networks alike, including Veterans United, Amerisave, New American Funding, Rocket Mortgage, Zillow, Freedom Mortgage, Loan Depot, Ideal Agent, Open Door, and OfferPad, to name a few. Today, over 90% of JMG's business comes from its referral partners. This masterclass is brought to you by Zillow Home Loans. Zillow Home Loans is Zillow's affiliated mortgage lender and loan originator. They offer competitive rates and fees, low down payment options, and a variety of loan types to meet the customer's unique mortgage needs. Zillow Home Loans is committed to supporting the home buyer alongside their agent to make buying a home a reality. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, so Raquel, we'll start with you. Um, how are or how should pers- um, prospective buyers start their journey? Well, I don't think there's one just one way to start your journey. I think what we see on Zillow, we have over 200 million unique users per month on Zillow. And so we have a lot of customer data that comes from that. And one of the things that we see that there is normally two different paths that a customer will take when they're thinking about buying a home. And internally, we call that our financing first funnel and our property first funnel. So the financing first funnel are the customers who want to really understand how much they can afford, what their budget is, um, and really get a better sense of their finances before they start looking for a home. Um, On the other side, you have your property first funnel. These are customers and prospective buyers who want to see a home first. They want to kind of make the dream a little bit more tangible by seeing properties, getting a sense of what they like. 
um, as their first step into the real estate journey. There is no one right way to start your real estate journey, but we see a lot of customers starting their journey in one of those ways, either financing first or, or property first. Well, great. And, and Jason, so how do you approach that, especially when you're working with clients who you know they need financing? Where do you start? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, for any agent out there listening, the topic of financing becomes kind of like an art form in the sense of when it's not a referral from a past client or a family member where you can have more deep conversations up front, when it's a new client that you've never met before, whether you receive them as a referral from, say, Zillow or anybody else, or it happens to be an internet lead that you buy, wherever that is, trust is the number one thing that consumers want before they open up their world to you. And financing is opening up their world. It can be very touchy. And so it's approaching that scenario, in my opinion, in in ways that are right to the conversation, but also right for the situation. You know, if I'm if I'm talking to you for the first time and I'm trying to do discovery and figure out what the best fit is for you in terms of housing, your price point, things like that, it might not be the best time to talk about financing. And so what we always encourage agents is when you talk with somebody on the phone, the best way to get them to open up to everything so you can understand their goals and what what they really need and want is to have a buyer's consultation. Because a sit down at a buyer's consultation, whether that be at your office, whether that be at a Starbucks, wherever it may be, when when a client, first of all, to preface why you're doing that, I want to have a buyer's consultation with you because I want to fully understand your wants and needs. And I do this with all of my clients and we're going to leave that meeting. So we're on the same page. And I guarantee you this, almost every single person will appreciate the request to have that because you're going out of your way to have a better understanding. And those are the times when we sit down and we can talk about their goals, which financing is a massive part of that discussion. And so for me, I think that you have to be, uh, I don't want to use the word smart, but you have to drop the financing discussion at the right places at the right time. And whether that's at a buyer's consultation or on tour for the first time, it's just making sure that it, it doesn't seem intrusive and that you are asking the questions because that is your job is to be a true professional at what you do. And I'll just to back that up with some of the data that we have is that the agent is um, such a critical part of the real estate journey. They really are the quarterback for the customer when it comes to the real estate transaction. And that includes financing. You know, the majority of customers um, use an agent, um, 89% of buyers use an agent. But more importantly, over half um, of them actually rely on their agent for financial education at some part in the real estate journey. Yeah, the financing part of it is is so important and so confusing to so many people. Um, what are you finding from Zillow as far as the the data behind how how much they understand, especially in today's market where financing, you know, choosing the type of loan that you're going to use is even more important than ever. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that one of the things that we hear from our custom our customers here at Zillow, especially the first time home buyers, is that financing is the scariest part of of the of the real estate journey, right? They have a sense of what kind of home they want, but the understanding financing can sometimes feel like a little bit of a black box um, for the customer, and that's why, you know, to Jason's point, the agent plays such a critical role in helping to 
normalize the conversation around financing and making it a little bit less scary. Obviously, the lender has a huge role to play in that as well. One of the things I actually heard, Tracy, this is a few years back now that I heard once on a news um, program, is that they were kind of... um, comparing mortgage, getting a mortgage to the to a marriage. That when you get engaged, you're really focused on the wedding and the wedding is sort of like buying the home. Like you're focused on like, do I want a three bedroom or four bedroom? Do I want a split level? Do I want one story? And really when you're getting married, the thing that you should be focusing on is the marriage and like, how am I going to make this marriage successful? But you really focus on the wedding part, right? I, I know that I have a lot of friends who, who have done the same. I probably am a little bit guilty of that as well. And so, you know, when when you're buying a home, the same thing sort of happens where you get really focused on the home and what you, what, you know, what you have to focus on a bit is the mortgage. The mortgage is what you're marrying, right? And so the mortgage is so important to, it's foundational to the real estate journey and it's scary. Um, For most Americans, this is the biggest purchase they're ever going to make. And being able to have some um, help and guidance, not just from your loan officer and your lender, but from your real estate agent is, I think, really profound. About half of prospective buyers say that, you know, financing is something that they don't really understand, the associated cost around buying a home or things that they don't really have a you know great education around. So I think education is a key part. And one of the things that we're doing at Zillow, especially for those customers looking to understand their affordability first, but quite frankly, all of our customers is ground them a bit more in the financial education of buying a home. And and Jason, I I do want our audience to kind of understand your business model a little bit because I I know that you have a little bit of a different business model with your referral. So why don't you kind of explain that and then talk about some tips on selecting a lender that you offer to home buyers? We try to be agnostic. We uh, but we have a lot of partners, right? And um, and it's important that we're servicing our partners, but most importantly, our partners' clients. That's first and foremost. And then when it comes down to financing, it's critical. I mean, it's absolutely critical as an agent that you have to be on the same page with a loan officer. And the best lending partners that we have that we work with have great loan officers that not just communicate. I look at communication and I always answer my phone. You know, the pitches that you get so much from loan officers out there, like, oh, I'm always available or I communicate well. You know, that's the ante to play. You know, that that old standard of I pick up the phone where when many didn't, like that's out the window these days. Now we have to make sure that we have loan officers that are on the exact same page with the agent and the client, but also are serving as the expert. You know, when I go to do my taxes, I don't plan on telling my tax advisor what write-offs I got. I depend on him to tell me those things. And I want an LO as an agent to tell me. I want a great lender to tell me, listen, it's going to be really tight on this file. So I need you to try to get 3% concessions when you write this contract out. Or I might have to take them as a 5% down so the rate's going to increase. I want somebody keeping me updated because I have to be the one to write the contract but you need to tell me what the best way to put them in the best position is so we can negotiate the best deal. And a lot of times what happens is you get a client that's sent to you and they just think they should be doing a 30-year fix because that's what they thought that they should do because that's just commonplace. Well, if you're only planning on living in that home for three to five years, why are we looking at a 30-year fix? You know, And so being on the same page and communicating and, and high level of communication with a, with a loan officer 
for the best interest of that client is important. That's what we look for. We look for somebody that is going to be our consumer advocate, but we want them to, to tell, don't rely on, you know, don't rely on me to tell you, you tell us what we should be doing. Also, what I always say is too, is you've got to be transparent because if you can't do a deal, I need to know right away because there's so many aspects of the transaction that have deadlines that if you're sitting on bad news because you just feel as though like, gosh, they're not going to like this and you wait days or you don't pick up the phone or we're not getting the answers because there's a low appraisal and, and you're just not ready to like that will immediately stop you from ever being a partner from any of us because you may have cost me a deal. As long as you're being honest, call me right away. I can't do this deal. You should call so-and-so or check your backup lender, which is my second point is that every agent needs multiple lending partners in their arsenal because not every lender has every program. There's lenders that you need for fallout situations and there's lenders that you need for niche situations. Not every lender has a great physician loan. Not every lender has a great uh, zero down, um, you know, grant program out there, right? Like some don't specialize in jumbo. Some are great at Fannie and Freddie stuff, but they just are not the best when you have to think outside the box. And so not even having two lenders, you need three or four lenders that you can rely on and count on because you're going to run into buyers that need specifics when it comes to your financing. And it's always good to have multiple relationships. And, and that's what we try to do. Great. And so Raquel, tell me some of the benefits of working with a digital lender. You know, I think one, so I think there's some, a couple of benefits. And I, you know, what I will say up front is that like, when I think about digital lending, you know, I think that one of the things that Zillow does is that we are somewhat of a blend of what you find um, at from a local lender and what you'd find from a kind of traditional direct to consumer lender, right? We're a nice blend of that. And I think that was the kind of bet the, 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 the purpose and perspective behind creating Zillow home loans is that we could really blend both human and tech into one. And so for us, um, you know, I, I, we obviously are a digital lender in many ways, but I think some of the things that makes us um, unique as a digital lender is that we believe in that human and tech blend. And what I mean by that is that for the, um, agent partners and markets where we're really focused on Zillow home loans, our agent partners like Jason, they have a dedicated um, team of loan officers. Um, it's not a call center type of situation, but it is actually where Jason and his team have a handful, two or three um, loan officers they work with on every transaction. They get to know as individuals, as people, and really build that relationship with those loan officers. And so what I love about Zillow Home Loans is that it's taking the best of both worlds, of that digital world, as well as that human-centered world, to um, really do it on behalf of our customers and create um, a great lending company for our customers and for our agents to work with um, to help our customers get into their home. Yeah, we've had, listen, I, I, I think that that relationship is so important. And that is the one thing I can tell you unequivocally. Zillow Home Loans has done a tremendous job at making sure that the client and the agent feel as though anytime, any place, whatever you need, because it's not just throw it in the throw it in a bucket and the next processor to touch the file touches the file. The best lenders out there know that the relationship is the critical component. And, um, and, and without that, eventually nobody, I mean, if you're going to do business in a cookie cutter assembly line type of business, realtors will ultimately stop utilizing that channel because they want to feel special. They want to feel important. And, um, and those that do it are the ones that continue to succeed with agents. 
Absolutely. Definitely. And, um, and Raquel, what are some common misconceptions of digital lending or working with a digital lender? Yeah, I think that some of them um, really kind of tie back to that idea of a call center mentality, at least for Zillow home loans. I can't speak for all digital lenders or all direct-to-consumer lenders, but for Zillow home loans, again, that blend of human and tech, um, it means that you know we don't have a call center type model, that we actually create dedicated um, loan officer teams who are working in specific markets, working with specific agents, building those relationships. Because at the end of the day, and Jason already spoke to this, is that communication and trust, what we're really talking about there is like, yes, that's table stakes. What we're really talking about is a partnership. The agent and the loan officer have to show up as a team for the customer. And for Zillow home loans, at least, that is absolutely paramount. Whether it's digital lending or traditional lending, it doesn't really change that aspect that the loan officer and the agent have to be a unified team for the customer. And I think some of the examples that Jason was giving um, a few minutes ago really speak to that team mentality, that one team mentality. And that is the most important thing because, you know, here at Zillow, one of the things that has always been um, paramount to us and important to us is the customer and that customer experience. We have a core value that the customer is our North Star and we live by that in everything we do, including when it comes to financing. And so to, when the customer is your North Star, what that really means is that the loan officer and agent are working together on behalf of that customer to get them into home. And I think that's a big, you know, when I think about the misconceptions is that it's this kind of factory line call center type mentality that doesn't align with our core values and the way that we we want our model and our business to, to run. And certainly I don't think what our agent partners want out of this relationship either. And Jason, so tell me what you found as some of the best practices for collaborating um, with with Zillow or for some with your lender partners. Um, you know what has worked for you? Well, look, what used to be when people, even even agents today that say, "Well, I want to make sure that I can walk my client into that lender's office," like stop, like that world does not exist anymore. And even if it did, I can tell you, your clients are busy too. This is, this is the world, what we're doing right now. Everybody on this call is in a different place. And so where it used to be, you had to have a personal interaction because you had to. This is what everyone wants to do because they're busy. Hey, I can meet them on Zoom. So you can be anywhere and build a relationship. You know, I, you know for me, I, when I did my loans, I didn't meet my, my loan officer. And I was talking to Raquel earlier and she never met her loan. I did. There are two transactions that I've never met, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> This is the world we live in. People want speed, but they want that personal touch when it comes to something as important as financing. And so to me, the world is now, do you have great products, great loan officers, and a personal touch that agents trust you? And when an agent trusts you, then you're going to get the opportunities. But when something breaks, this is why it's so important that we have multiple partners because something will ultimately break. And there, there will be a program that doesn't fit. And so we got to have these relationships. And that's why with, with our lending partners that we have, we, we have carve outs to where we have our team. The best lenders that we work with, we get a team for our account. And that team knows when something goes wrong, call that person. This person's going to call you when it goes to underwriting. And so my agents that are part of those different groups of lenders, 
They know how the process works. They build relationships like Raquel said. It's the lenders that don't put that process together where it just goes into the bucket, whoever touches the file next. Something's going to happen in that process. And you need to know who your go-to person is. You need to have trust. And so the, the best lenders create the carve-outs of this is these are the people that are part of your team. And they're going to be here to support you every step of the way. Otherwise, things get lost. Yeah, definitely. And and Raquel, I want to get into really the meat of how agents and lender part, um, can partner to win for customers. And one of those is what can agents do to help customers prep for these financing discussions? Yeah. So I think that, you know, I think Jason touched on a little bit of this already is that I think that there is the aspect, I mean, when we see from our customer base here at Zillow, so much, so many of them, almost again, half of them, more than half of them, you know, don't really have a great understanding of financing. And I do think that the agent at the end of the day is the quarterback of the real estate transaction and the real estate journey. And so they have a role to play um, throughout the real estate process, including with financing. We've seen that many of our um, customers, um, I think it's as high as like over 85% of our customers rely on their agents for some education, some knowledge um, gathering when it comes to financing and getting a mortgage, right? Obviously, they're going to work with their loan officer and lender. But again, with the real estate agent being that QB for the real estate journey, there's always going to be a reliance on on the agent um, for, for the customer to at least be a sounding board um, and a guide throughout the process as they're working with the loan officer. And so I think because of that, um, agents have to be aware of that and have to be able to partner well with their loan officer and by their loan officer, really the customer's loan officer, because let's not forget that financing is very much so a customer choice and the customer is going to choose the right lender with guidance oftentimes from their agent, but choose the right lender for them. And so the agent and the lender working closely together on behalf of the customer and being an advocate and co-advocate for the customer, I think is so essential. But to, to your question, I do think, um, and I think Jason would agree with this, the agent has a key role to play within financing. It's not just the loan officer um, who has a role to play in that as um, in in that part of the journey. Yeah, and what I what I've just experienced myself is this somewhat of a disconnect between the loan officer and the agent. Not necessarily be that that they have the disconnect, but the consumer isn't really sure what's going on in the process and that communication. Um, from the agent, like you said, as the quarterback is so important. And and having these relationships that you have a team that you're working with all the time and you know what to expect seems super important to me. Um, and, and so, Jason, why don't you expand on that as well? How are you prepping for these financing discussions? Well, I want to say I'll get to the financing discussions in a second, but I want to say one thing. I'm really proud of our industry over the past five years. And I want to say that because years ago, I would go into our, some of our lending partners. And the number one thing I got is, it's so hard to work with agents. It's so hard to work with agents. There was a lot of ego at play. You know, all of a sudden, an appraisal comes in low. You got a, an agent calling a, uh, the LO who has nothing to do with what just happened. They're screaming at them. There was a lot of disrespect going on between LO and agent. And I believe... As our industry has become more of partnerships, 
the level of respect has completely changed. Because when you have major organizations that are providing opportunity to work with their clients to these agents, there's a mutual respect there because of the partnership, which creates a significantly better experience to the consumer because they don't have people that are constantly combating back and forth. They have people that are working in harmony, trying to figure out solutions instead of pointing the finger at whose fault it is. And I've seen a major shift in our industry over the past five years or so where we have a much greater respect for what each of the two parties do as loan officer and agent. And it's a really, it's a really good thing to see because I've seen so many deals get blown because the LO and the agent, for whatever reason, can't get along. The client's hearing two pieces of information. They get upset and they just say, screw it, just cancel it because I'm just, I'm angry. I'm frustrated at this point. And it happened. I mean, it still happens, but it happens much less than it used to happen. So I'm really happy at the state of where our industry is when you talk about mutual respect for both lending company and real estate brokerage, because it is getting much, much better. So there's that part. And then the financing part and introducing it, look, a true real estate professional doesn't need to be an expert at financing, but you got to know your stuff. You need to know that you can intelligently talk about, hey, we should look at an arm or a 30 year or what are your ultimate goals? Hey, let me, let me, you know what? I can save you 10 grand if I negotiate on costs here so you can use it to buy down your interest rate. So your payment that you want at 15 doesn't have to be 1700. Like you need to be able to intelligently talk about financing because the client has to trust you and what you're saying. And the more that they believe you, the more that either the lender you refer to or that you were introduced to from the lender, that that you guys are true experts in what you do. And I'll just add on to that a little bit, Tracy, um, plus one to everything that Jason said. The way that we think about it at Zillow and what we say to our loan officers and to our agent partners is that we want you to be the heroes of the story for the customer, right? And we want you to be the co-heroes of the story. And in doing that, like that means that we're going to arm our agents with the right information at the right time, make sure that they have all of the updates. And again, using that human plus tech um, experience, you know, how can we productize and use technology to make sure that both agent and loan officer know what's happening with the status of the loan in real time and can show up as the co-heroes of that story. So I think that's really important too, is acknowledging that we're doing all of this for the customer, um, not for a transaction, not for a commission, but for the customer. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and I have, to Jason's point as well, I have definitely seen more of a, a partnership with with everyone in the industry from tech um, companies to mortgage, um, you know, it's, it's becoming, you know, they, they've talked a long time about the one-stop shop for real estate brokerages, but there was still this disconnect in that process that I feel is definitely making progress with that as well. Um, so I wholeheartedly agree with you about the progress that, that they've made on that front. Um, but there are still challenges and um, that agents and lenders face in the transaction process. Um, so, Jason, why don't you speak to those? And um, and then, Raquel, if you want to chime in after, let me know. Oh, I think, you know, we still have a long way to go. But I also think we have a long way to go when it comes to agent to agent respect. You know, 
this ego stuff that agents have, it's unbelievable. We, we have a job to do, and our job is to facilitate based on the best interest of your client and their client and to try to put a deal together. You know, years ago, we were the ones that had to show you houses online through our portals. And then Zillow and the other, you know, everybody, you know, the other search companies that are out there, you know, you look at Zillow, 220 million people a month go to that site. Think about that number. It's, in, it, it's, it's incredible. But now they take that. So consumers find their homes first. It used to be they'd come to us and we'd have to introduce them to a lender. Now you have these major lenders that are getting the consumer first when it comes to pre-qualification to get you financed for your home so you can go look at houses. Our job is now facilitation. Our job is negotiation. And a lot of clients have a bad experience because we have agents out there for whatever reason want to be combative the second the phone rings. And I sit there and say, why are you being combative? They're trying to buy your listing that you're trying to sell. And we create this fighting off the get-go on who has more experience than who and who's better than who. We got to stop that stuff. We're here to service consumers. We're here to service clients. And we have to do a better job. We have to make sure that we're on the same page. And it's not about you or your ego. It's about people. And I, but, but I see it getting better. And I also see it getting better. I go back to the large organizations like Azilla, for example. They make you better because there's accountability. When there's accountability within your network, when there's accountability within the panel of agents that you depend on, if you're not that agent, you're out. And so in order to be in, you have to be that agent, that expert, the best of the best. That's the way we're presented by all of our partners. And we have an obligation that we put the best out there in the field. And I just wish most agents would take that mindset of, hey, you know what? Sometimes you eat crow and sometimes you got to kill them with kindness. But so what? Get over it. Get over your ego and let's just do a transaction the right way. And Raquel, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I'd add, you know, I think that when it comes to some of the challenges that we still face, I mean, transactions can get messy. And so there's always going to be moments where a transaction, you know, where your, your, your situation may fall through. I know we've had so many examples at Zillow Home Loans where um, one of our agent partners um, and their customers working with a different lender um, and, you know, something falls through and they come to Zillow Home Loans, like, you know, a few days into that process, maybe they had 30 days to close or whatever the case may be. And we got to work double time <laughs> to, to get that, um, that home to close. And one of the things that I think that we have seen and that I have seen time and time again, and this gets, you know, so some of what Jason is, um, was referring to is at some point in the real estate transaction, the team actually grows. And it's not just the buyer's agent and the loan officer, but it's the buyer's agent, loan officer, and listing agent, because everyone's goal now is to get, get that home to close, right? To get this transaction deal done. And so being able to work together, um, you know, through those challenges and those hiccups and those bumps in the road is so key and so, and so important. And, you know, but like, but I guess what I'm, what I'm really getting at here is that those challenges will continue and it's how we, face and deal with those challenges. That's the most important thing. And I think as, as so long as you're keeping the customer at the forefront, um, you can get through some of those, those hiccups in, in the road. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, we've talked a lot about the different strategies for partnerships. Um, is there, do you, are there any other best practices for a winning team? Any strategies, Jason, that, um, you use to really keep the communication lines open and, um, you know, maintain these partnerships? 
Well, I, I think that any great team leader needs to make sure that they're not flying blind. And so one, having agents that understand that there is accountability. If, if, if I'm going to bring you into this partnership, you have a different layer of accountability. If you're not okay with that, then you can't be part of that. So accountability is one thing and making sure that you have the best agents in the field. Two is making sure you have good follow-up cadences, you know, making sure that that client is having a good experience. As an example, we have a 24-hour check-in. Well, we have 24, seven days, 30 days, but the 24-hour check-in is yesterday we were connected. Uh, we connected our agent agent name to, to you. We wanted to see how did that conversation go and they grade it. And then there's another question of, uh, will you be moving forward with that agent? And they say yes or no. And we do that as kind of a check-in to make sure that if if there is a three, or so it's one out of five is the scale. And if there's a three, two, or one, we're following up right away. Hey, do you want us to get a new agent assigned to you? You've got to make sure that you have proper checks and balances, even with really good agents in the field, things slip up. And then you got to measure it. You know, you got to take your different partnerships and say, okay, I have 10 agents on this partnership. Who are top performers and why? And then you're always looking at the scoreboard and the stack ranking because that stack ranking and scoreboard is really what separates the good from the great to the average. So there's a lot of things team leaders need to be doing in order to have, because what I always say is this, if, if we're lucky enough to get a partnership I owe it to that partner to make sure that we have the best of the best associated with your account. And in order to do that, you've got to have the right systems in place for those checks. And also keep in mind, we're in 34 states. So it's not like we're just tracking agents in one central market. We have over 100 MSAs out there that are going to this centralized location for reporting and management. So you have local boots on the ground leaders, as well as corporate leaders looking over everything because again, you know, sometimes you don't hire the right agents and it's important that if you don't, and and communication is the top thing that we see. When we get issues from partnerships where we have an agent that did not return a phone call, you know, I can say an email every now and then emails get missed, but if you call an agent and we hear from a partner that we called them and they never called us back, there's zero tolerance for that. Because that just means that you, for whatever reason, you weren't communicating. And most partners just want you to communicate. Tell me what's going on so we can try to fix it. Or we just know we don't have to fix it. So you need agents that communicate at a very high level. That is number one. You've got to communicate. And then from there, it's making sure that, you know, they're doing a great job in the field. And I think, Tracy, the only thing I want to add to that is that there's, I think, a level of technology we can use to amplify everything that Jason just said. And I think that's what we're trying to build at Zillow and specifically Zillow Home Loans when it comes to financing is communication, transparency, that team mindset. How can we actually accelerate, supersize all three of those components when it comes to that agent lender relationship through technology? Right. How can we use our apps and our systems and our product to make that easier for the agent and the loan officer? Because there's expectations on on our side, too. Right. As a partner, I think it's not just a one sided expectations that are set. There are expectations on both sides um, as partners um, in in the real estate transaction. And so for us, it's really about how we can use that tech to to improve um, those those components. It's, it's pretty interesting, though, too, Tracy, because, you know, 
you work with, you know, for us, for example, we work with a lot of powerful organizations, right? And the best partners we have, they don't look at the partnership as my way or the highway. They look at the partnership and they listen to their partners collectively and say, okay, that's good information. Let us go back into the lab and create better processes around what, what I'm saying is they don't, they don't act as though they know it all. They want to hear from you. They want to listen to you. And the best partnerships we have are constantly having communications around how we both can get better together, not pointing the finger and say, well, we're the one giving you the business, so you better do it this way. That never works. And so, and there are partnerships out there that do that. And you say, well, you know, it's really hard for me to work with you. You know, we want to work with those that have an understanding that we're better together. So let's work together. Yeah. And Raquel, what are some expectations uh, or some strategies for, for LOs working with agents? We talked about it from the other angle. What about from this angle? I think a lot of it is the same, right? It is around that communication, that transparency, and that team mindset. Um, and I think that a piece of that is, you know, one of the things that our loan officers are very focused on is one, how do they build a strong relationship with an agent? Like you're in the trenches together. You are trying to close the transaction. Like you may have some hiccups, some bumps, some swerves, and you have to be able to navigate that alongside your co-pilot, which is the agent on behalf of that customer. And so being able to have that relationship and have built that relationship of trust, I think is really important. But the one thing that we tell our loan officers here at Zillow Home Loans is that you essentially have two clients. You have the customer the buyer who you're trying to get into that home, but you also have that buyer's agent. You have, you know, you have to treat that agent like a client as well, because a big part of the job, and I said this before, is is really the agent and the LO showing up as a hero to the customer. But from our perspective, a big part of that is making sure the agent, as as the quarterback, never lose loses any ounce of trust with the customer. And so that is a big focus for us. Um, as we think about from a loan officer perspective, how we partner with our with our agents. And I want to I want to end this with some success stories. Um, sometimes that that you saw people creatively working together to help people buy a home. Um, Raquel, we'll start with you. Sure. So I think that there's been so many. Um, I love hearing these success stories and hearing from our agent partners. I think one of the benefits that Zillow has is that we've built an amazing agent partner network over over a decade now. We have some agent partners who've been with us for 12, 13, 14 years. And with that comes a level of trust and partnership where we get both, as Jason said, like the constructive feedback, but we also get the positive feedback and the positive stories as well, um, especially as it relates to Zillow home loans. And I, and I love to hear those stories. One in particular that I can think about is, you know, we often, and I'll tell you a specific story, but um, I've heard thematically this story more than once where um, we have a customer who is maybe not the strongest um, offer, on the table, but the agent and the loan officer are going to work to, to really help that, that customer. In particular, this, this, um, customer was in Houston, um, Texas buying her first home. And in, in doing so, again, didn't have the strongest offer on the table, but 
the agent, the customer, and the loan officer worked together. The loan officer ended up calling the listing agent, having a conversation, a very in-depth conversation with the listing agent on a Sunday to really explain all of the details of this customer's profile, why it was a strong um, offer, um, what the loan and the, 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 the loan was going to be, and how they were going to close on time and the guarantee and all of those pieces. And um, this customer, she ended up actually being able to win the offer again, even though it wasn't the strongest. And she was able to do that because of that relationship and that partnership between the agent, um, loan officer and customer of really working together and saying, Eek, I can't go any higher, but what else can we do and how can we get creative to put my best foot forward? Um, and it was a team effort to make that happen. And what I see often time and time again is our loan officers really going, Jason says at the beginning, above and beyond. Um, our loan officers going above and beyond to help close that deal and help the customer get home. And Jason, what about you? You know, we had a scenario last month that I thought was, I don't want to say it's unique, but it, it, I mean, it happens, but it's kind of rare and that is having a loan officer that went above and beyond to explain in a low appraisal situation how we can all contribute to making sure that, you know, the appraisal, I think if I remember right, I think it was like 15K off and the client didn't have 15K to make up for that. And so what the loan officer expressed to my agent was, look, let me see how, let me see how, when I say low, I can take this, meaning what can I credit the consumer on my end to try to lower their closing costs? Um, and what they actually ended up doing was they raised the rate to offset costs because it was about the cash. It had nothing to do with the monthly payment. So they kicked in and the LO actually called, which, which I really liked because like, even in my own organization, I say sometimes people are sick of hearing my voice and they tune it out because I talk a lot, but uh but in this case, I, uh, my agent had asked the LO, can you call the listing agent first and kind of foreshadow what my discussion points are going to be and try to say, look, I've already went to bat to credit. I think they credited like 3,300. I know that David uh, is willing to do four grand. If we can get you to do three to four and maybe your agent or maybe your client one or two and the agent you know, when they were telling the story at the last company meeting, the agent was the, the listing agent that wasn't our agent that the LO called was like, I've never had a loan officer call and ask me this. And they were like, I know, but you need to know I'm in it with you. And it just positioned it to where we're all a team here. And the, the, if we can mitigate your client, who's only two weeks from closing at this point, instead of them having to meet in the middle at 75, 7,500, which our clients don't have anyway, We've offset the cost from the loan side to give them credits. We only need to maybe take two grand from your client, 2,500, if we're all collectively willing to pitch in and just know I'm on the same team with you guys. And that deal got done. That's a great loan officer, a great loan officer that goes out of their way to say, what can I do to contribute to the greater good to get this deal to the finish line? And I just thought that was a really cool story. Yeah, I love that. I love hearing stories like that. Um, and and I, you know, Raquel, any last words before we before we wrap it up? No, I mean, one, just thank you for having us. Um, this has been a great conversation. I think that for us um, at Zillow, 
you know, we really are trying to build the platform that is going to help all customers. We started with how prospective buyers and customers think about their home buying journey. And we know that so many customers think about financing first and want to think about financing and affordability. And so we're building a platform that really addresses and speaks to the customers who are thinking about their budget and finances first, and we're meeting meeting them where they are. But no matter which like path you take, financing is such a huge part of the of the process and the real estate process. I mean, most 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 people when they buy a home are going to have to have financing, and so all of us being in it together, um, we can we can serve the customer better when we're when we're when we're in it together and we're operating as a team, and that's what we're trying to build alongside our agent partner network and um, the tech that we're building for our customers. So really excited to see what the future holds. And also just thanks to to Jason and so many of our other partners. Um, Jason kind of alluded to this, but they have been great in providing us the right feedback, um, you know, in real time of things that we need to do and where we need to, where we need to grow and improve. And we always appreciate that. That's what partnership is all about. Yeah. Well, Raquel and Jason, thank you so much for joining Housing News and the Zillow Home Loans Masterclass. We really appreciate your time. Of course. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tracy. Bam. Now that is a wrap of this week's episode of the Housing News Podcast. Do me a huge favor and go to iTunes and rate this show. And if you leave a comment, you better tune in next week because you might get a shout out. Thank you.